You're listening to Season 4 of Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. We are a part of the Beautiful Game Network. For soccer podcasts, writing, and any other content, visit bgn.fm. Let's get right to it. Do we want to be a good team, or do we want to be f***ing great? All right, what's going, every- what's going on, everyone? It is Views from the Bridge, your second favorite union podcast behind that other one that you probably listen to all the time, and we just happen to come on afterwards. Uh, my name is Paul Catrino Jr. Uh, I am not usually the host of this podcast, but we're just we're just doing what we want nowadays. Uh, with me is my good friend Chuck Booth, who is on overtime overtime UCL duty. Chuck, how you doing, bud? I am good. I mean, basically just continuing the soccer bender today, going into what we're doing, and then the other Champions League later tonight. That's right. We do have CONCACAF Champions League later. Oh, my God. It's never going to end. Someone who's probably going to be watching that game and one of the coldest union players in recent memory. He's got ice in his veins probably all the time. It's Jack McGlynn. What's going on, man? Much, guys. Happy to be here. Good stuff. Now, I mean, obviously, one of the big, like, moments of last year is you hitting the penalty, you know, doing a little celebration stuff. Uh, why, or I should say, who is the best penalty taker on the team, and why is it you? Um, best penalty taker, uh, either me, Jack Elliott, or Daniel, I would say, because we just practice them all the time, really. Jack Elliott? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that, that's not a name I was expecting to hear. Yeah, he takes a lot. He takes a lot of freak kicks, too. That's funny. He's really He is trying to catch up to um, – his center back partner isn't he we're gonna see him ripping free kick soon (laughs) oh man that's that is a hell of a duo to have right there yeah yeah. um so in recent news um you recently just signed a deal with rock nation sports uh first first mls player to be uh under the label there um how did that really come about was it you approached them or they uh came to you with an idea well, I had an agent at my old agency that I had known, like, growing up my whole life, and he got a job opportunity there to be, like, the head of North America, and I trust him, so I just followed him, and he brought me along with him, so that's how it kind of happened. I mean, that's that's actually pre- pretty awesome to hear, because, like, yeah, just already having not only your agent progresses, you're progressing as a player, but then also, yeah, getting the opportunity to go to rock nation and be represented by them too. Yeah. It's like a, it's a huge brand. So like, it's just a, I'm like honored to be a part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Did they uh, quiz you a little bit on like who your favorite rock nation artists though? Like, do you have to have like a maximum of three songs by Jay-Z in your pregame playlist? Uh, not, not, not yet. Not yet. I got to study up some. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What is your pregame playlist most likely? Like, what what do you usually rock to? Um, it's it's basically all rap, like just hype stuff, get me hyped. Like, the last song I listen to is just I listen to every every time is "Goat" by Lil TJ. Oh, okay. That's like, yeah, it's like I listen to rap all the time. <laughs> it really does do the job, man. I I mean, I I'm in such a different camp. I I really like 
ambient rock, like just almost like before Friday Night Lights kind of feel to a mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. As like that kind of epic build up to it, and then I'll like just slide on turf and be like, oh, "All right, we're done here. I, I should <laughs> yeah, listen to rap." It, well, it's funny. I actually, um, I usually listen to like a lot of rap when I'm writing, just because the lyricism helps you not get writer's block. Really? Yeah. I cannot write two word uh, songs with words in them. I, yeah, I I can only only write with words. We are two different people. Absolutely two different people. I don't know how we make this work. All right, Jack. Real talk. How did it feel to play and score in front of uh, Messi and Di Maria? Oh wow! Like it was. It was just a real feeling. Like we were about to walk out and like do the starting eleven photo, and we just see like a big crowd start coming up, and we're like, because we were training at we played at the Argentina training facility. So we were like, oh, like, there's no way that's obviously them. Like, and we start walking out. We see him, Di Maria, Paredes. They all just pull up and start watching the game. We were like, everyone, like, the starting eleven was smiling. Right? It was crazy. <laughs> and just to have those kind of eyes on you, yeah, it's definitely got to elevate things. Oh yeah, I was a little, I was a little nervous at first, but once the game started, it all went away. It seems like you're able to just turn that off like in a flash, you know, like no matter what the stakes are in a game, you kind of just have uh, you don't really adjust your playing style. You kind of are very bold in the way you go about the game. Where does that confidence really come from? I think it just comes from like just training all the time. Like I know in my head what I'm capable of. And like when I step on the field, I just know it's my job to show that. Like, obviously, I don't like I have limited opportunity so far, but like as it just keeps going, I feel like just my quality will show. And that's what I think of like in my head when I get on. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's super important, especially because like, you don't really want to change the way you play the game and you know that you do it well. So if you're going to show any coach or scout, any product in general, it might as well be your most authentic self on the field. Yeah, exactly. I just try to show what like I know I'm best at. Um, well, I mean, go, yeah, go, going off of that, just what do you think that you're best at when you're on the field? I think I'm best at just getting on the ball and making things happen with it, playing forward, creating chances, just like connecting our back lines to our forwards. That's what I think I'm good at. It's definitely something that every team needs, especially a team that likes to play like Philly, Philly does. Um, Mm -hmm. is there anyone you really model your game after? Um, I wouldn't say I model it after, but like I look up to like Kevin De Bruyne and Tiago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, it checks out. Quality. <laughs> Absolutely checks out. Oh, sorry, got a cramp. Chuck, ask a question. I'm dealing with the Charlie horse over here. See, we get we have one real athlete on this podcast, and then there's us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. You re- yeah, you really um put put me on the spot there. Um, <laughs> well, I since um yeah since Paul was rolling through a lot of our more serious questions, um, today is uh, May the fourth, so we are obligated to ask um who's your favorite Star Wars character? 
I'm gonna be honest right now. I've never watched Star Wars ever. Not even once. Never in my life have I. <laughs> Not even. It's like one that in Harry Potter. I've, I've never seen any of them. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Now, is that by choice? Yeah, because I, I just don't know. I haven't like. It seems like a lot of movies and like it seems like a lot of time. So it's like kind of a kind of a long period I would need to have to watch them. So, I mean, what what do you watch instead? <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I I, watch, I, like, <laughs> I like like Marvel. I'm a big like Marvel guy. Like, okay, okay, yeah, I, I, I love Marvel. Good stuff. I mean, at, at least it's not like a whole "I'm against the franchise" kind of thing. I can understand how daunting a task is like Star Wars. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I I feel the same way about like Lord of the Rings. I haven't been able to watch that just because it truly yeah. is. Yeah, me commitment. neither. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah, and I think it's a matter of like when you when you tell people you haven't seen Star Wars and you get reactions like me twenty seconds ago, you have your friends going we need to watch like every movie in one night it's like <laughs> dude i've got a job you know <laughs> it was like let me watch one and see if i dig it and then we'll see what's up um i will tell you as a big star wars fan that maybe giving one movie is worth a try and see because you know it, it it's a staple it's a staple in hollywood but yeah i'm not gonna tell you what to watch it's all well, good I mean, also, <laughs> well also i will at least like the newer ones are easier to digest than the older ones okay okay <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll have to see i'll have to see it takes a long time one movie one movie and if you hate it so be it uh let's go back to something you actually know something about which would appear to be soccer um you're you're coming up in this golden age of the philadelphia union academy like you've got random people on twitter who are checking academy pages to see who the next guy is you just got so many of them in here what is it like to really grow in this golden age of the academy and really be a standout in that regard yeah, I think it's just a privilege just to have so many, like, good young talents in one area. Like, our U-17 team, we had me, Paxton, Quinn, Brandon Craig. Like, we would just go out and not to brag, but basically kill teams sometimes. Like, and it was just – it's, like, just knowing that the level will always be high within your team is just a – it's a good feeling to have and it makes you better. Is it, like, strange that, like, e even at just such a young age, you've probably got kids who are, like, four or five years younger than you in this Union Academy who are looking at you going, like, dude, I could be Jack next. Like, I could be the one celebrating after these penalty shots. That Yeah, that is, that is wild to think of, you know. Good stuff. Um, what about – I know that everyone's going to have their own careers and everything like that, but do you feel that there is pressure – now that you have proven products like you've got uh, Brendan and you've got Mark who have gone overseas and have played at a really high level, do you feel like that's really like the next big, you know, where I need to take my soccer career pressure because these guys did? Uh, I don't think there's pressure. I think right now I'm just focused on getting more minutes here, becoming a starter and just showing myself and then we'll see what happens from there. Like, obviously, Europe would be a, a really big goal for me, but like it's not something I'm focused on right now. I'm focused on here.
good stuff. Good stuff. I know people can get lost in the long game sometimes, but it's nice to see you've got good focus going forward with this union team. Let's see here. Um, do you think that uh, Stuart Finley doubts the strength of one horse size McGlynn? <laughs> I think so. I think one horse size McGlynn would beat the hell out of him. Right? There's no way. There's no way he's taking that. Yeah, I, I don't know. what What's Stu's deal, man? I, I really am curious about the guy. He, he seems like he's all banter all the time. He's, a, he's just a clown. Like, even playing tech ball, he thinks him and Jack Elliott are the, the best tech ball team, and they're not even close. So he just – he's a clown all the time. Small sense of delusion there. Okay. Okay. I can yeah. I can dig with that. That's cool. The, those do at least go a long way to keeping a locker room together. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's the guy in the locker room that's always joking. Him and Sergio are always just laughing, making everyone happy. Well, people can't have the natural confidence that you do, so sometimes you've got to fake it till you make it. <laughs> no, nah, that's cool, though. I, I'm definitely glad. Um, but in that regard, this is one of the serious questions here. Uh, would you rather fight one horse-sized Sullivan or 100 duck-sized Aronsons? 100 Aronsons. Yeah. Yeah, that's an easy one. They're, just, they're really quick, but... No, there, there's no problem there. <laughs> oh, oh, the shots fired. No, maybe a little bit, but okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great, man. Um, so like, um, on the field, you really do have great vision for just pinging the ball wherever you need it. Um, do you have like? Is there anything that's really going on through your head when you're trying to like figure out what the next move is, or do you just really know the movements of your guys now to know where they're going to be? I just think it comes like when I know I'm going to get the ball looking around and just seeing where everybody is looking at their body shape. Cause it's something I've always worked on with my dad and my brother growing up, like looking at people's body shape, where to play the ball to what foot to play the ball to how hard to hit it. So I think it just comes with before even getting the ball and knowing where you're going to do with it. I mean, that's tough to process right on the fly. I mean, to do it as quick as you do, definitely it's, that's got to be somewhat instinctual. So that's, that's wild. I mean, yeah. I know, no, I mean, no, just cause I know how much chemistry can really affect like how a team builds up, you know, like you kind of just know where guys are going to be and that should mm -hmm. be the natural progression, but to be able to get the ball in a pressure situation and just, left to right that's it's how yeah, impressive yeah and especially impressive when being able to um like do that when you're playing a lot more minutes with like union two this year still mm -hmm. coming into first team games and pick up like you haven't missed a second yeah it's definitely it's definitely difficult with just not getting as many minutes right now but still in training every day we're working i know what my teammates are going to do so we still have that connection. Mm -hmm. And how, like, overall, how would you say, like, the experience has been in, like, MLS Next Pro? Because since you have at least experience playing both in USL and now MLS Next Pro. Yeah, I'd say the level's still pretty good because there's also MLS guys from other teams playing in there. So the level is not that far of a drop-off, and it's still good to get minutes in because 
you need game fitness. You never know when you're going to get a call down to the first team. So just always being ready, and that helps out a lot. No, it's good stuff. I mean, it's definitely glad to hear that, you know, the level isn't really taking a dip and the minutes are actually worth your time, you know, mm-hmm. because you need sometimes even just going out and playing feels good at any level. But yeah, yeah. at least you're able to do so at competitively with guys that you are frequently going to play with. So, mm-hmm. um, so we've got the U20 qualifiers as well. I mean, I know you're focused on your time with the union, but obviously you get to represent your country. That's always a big deal. Um, what's, what's like your biggest goal that you'd like to take out of your time in international play? I'd say just as a team, just basically qualify for world cup because and the Olympics too, because we haven't been able to do that in a while qualify for the Olympics. So I think yeah. as a team, those are mostly our goals just to, make sure we do that no matter what, because if we don't do that, it's basically a failure for us. It's good to hear the levels high for sure. Mm-hmm. Chuck, you got, um, got anything else? Um, so I know one, yeah. One other thing that we had, um, I know some, some people aren't always superstitious, but they are a little stitious. Do you have um, any pregame, rituals or superstitions that you um go by uh i listen to like the same playlist before every game and then um i guess i put my left shin guard on before my right i think it's just a habit i don't know if it's a superstition but it always happens somehow i was gonna ask <laughs> i i remember hearing the shin guard thing a couple months ago and i was wondering it's like you just do that from the beginning and it just never changed or yeah i think it's just a habit now i don't know if it's a superstition but it happens every game well it's something you actually keep tabs of you know i mean if you can't recall a time where you've put your right one on before your left then it is something that you at least somewhat think about (laughs) good point that's a good point uh fair enough i mean it's it's not that's certainly not crazy i know guys who like need to punch their lockers or you know <laughs> meditate in for <laughs> meditate in front of a candle and something crazy like that but that's that's fair um so in may we've got um we've got mental health awareness month that's going on right now and um one thing that i've been asking a lot of guys in the league that we play in uh over in philadelphia the casa soccer league is how soccer has affected your mental health has it been something that's really been like positive you know something that you really look forward to doing and whatnot yeah i would say it's definitely just a benefit for me because my whole basically life revolves around soccer like i wake up go to training, come home, watch video, watch Champions League. Like, it just makes me happy because I love playing. So every time I get to go on the field, like, no matter what's going on off the field, I forget about all of it and just focus on what's going on. And that just makes me happy. Yeah, it's definitely something we've been reaffirming, too, that, you know, as long as you're able to go out and do the thing you want to do, you're getting the good out of soccer. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely yeah. glad to hear, you know, I – I can only imagine what it's like to be a teenage soccer superstar, you know, but (laughs) that mindset is not something I am familiar with. Not even a little bit. I I wouldn't say superstar. I was was just a teenage soccer player. Yeah. Let me guess you up, man. All right. Take the compliment. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I mean, you've, you've got high goals for yourself. That's, 
that's awesome. I mean, you should, you really are a super talented player. Um, now the last thing I did want to allow you to clear the air on, uh, in regards to Philadelphia street names that oh, are God. named oh, trees, God. did you, um, did you just like get caught off guard a little bit by the question? I need to explain this, right? Okay. So we get to training and sometimes they have a board of like a question or something. So we get there. There's no board. I'm like, all right, I don't have to do anything this morning. And then they call me over. I see Quinn doing something. I'm like, all right, Quinn's smart. Like he's probably doing something smart. So they call me over and they're, and they're, they're expecting me to know things about Philadelphia. And I know, I don't know a lot about Philadelphia, how to say that. And then I thought there was going to be like a specific street name. And the only thing I could think of was the Ben Franklin bridge. I don't even know if that's a thing. Uh, okay. So you were like, just trying to think of the right answer and not I was trying any to think answer. of a street, like an actual street, not a tree. So that's what, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they really set you up there, didn't they? No prep. She just said, do you want to do, uh, what's the game? Family Feud. And I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. And it was about trees and nature, so I was clueless. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can definitely see how um, getting caught off guard like that would um, happen. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've just been getting flamed for it ever since, so it's, it's good to hear that. Yeah, social media didn't really do you any favors there, but like, I'm glad we were able to give you the space to clear the air here. Cause like I said, Quinn's out doing smart stuff all the time. You know, they, yeah, they can knows. prop him up like that. Yeah. He knows about me. They probably gave him the answers too before he, cause there's no way he got every single one of those, right? <laughs> he did get a lot of points for that. He those. got so many points. <laughs> to be fair. So the way family feud works is, you know, you got the two guys that give the five answers. And if those points get to 200, you get that. So like, you're not really working against each other in that regard, but it seemed like they did put you against each other. They did. They did. And it was ridiculous. I told her, I told Kim not to post it because it was bad and she posted it. <laughs> oh, my. That, that is unfortunately rule number one of social media. If it's bad, it's probably going up. Yeah, I realized that after she posted it. Will that deter you from future social media events or you're going to have a no. lawyer there nowadays? No, nah, that was a one time thing about trees in Philadelphia. I don't think I'm going to ask that again, hopefully. Cool. Cool. Do you know a Philadelphia street that is named after a tree though? Uh, chestnut. Yeah. Cool. All right. Great. Yeah. That would kill our answer. Um, good stuff. Appreciate, appreciate the clarification. Yeah. I, it seemed like in the video you were set up a little bit. So glad. Yeah. For sure. Glad you're all good. Uh, Jack, I think that's pretty much it for us. Chuck, you got anything else? Any, any wisdom? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything. Just, Jack, do you have anything to close us out on? Oh, not much. This, this was fun and easy. I, I, I had a good time here. Uh, always, always good to hear. I mean, Soccer-related things should always be a good time. I know how formal and serious some things could be. So, yeah, exactly. Glad we didn't scare you away. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> the next social media post they make about you is about you scoring a banger of a goal. And they'll hopefully. turn you into a GIF again. Hopefully, hopefully. Either way, you're killing it out there. We're definitely excited to see what you got in store for us. Jack McGlynn, thank you for being on, dude. Of course, Appreciate Josh, it. Thank you for having me, man. No worries. Take care. Good luck. Go Union.
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Take it easy, man. Thanks. You have just listened to an episode of Season 4 of Views from the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at VFTVPod. Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We're also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to DesignTree at dsgntree.com slash VFTB for all of our latest merch. Or you can just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash VFTBpod. Thanks for listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is also a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer, writing, content, and other podcasts. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.